You are listening to the Shadow Network with KP Ready, your gateway to innovation in architecture, engineering, construction, and real estate, with a sprinkle of startups that are making a difference in between. Check us out on YouTube at Shadow Partners. Never miss a live stream, fireside chat, or talk that we got going on with the industry's most interesting innovators and leaders every single week. You can connect with KP Ready and other innovators in the AEC and CRE industry in the Shadow Partners community. Go to bit.ly slash Shadow Partners community to learn more today. All it takes is a few clicks for you to make a difference. Welcome to the future. And welcome to the Shadow Network with KP Ready. Hey, we're back, and I'm joined again today by KP Ready. If you're not following him on LinkedIn, I don't know what's wrong. You should be, because uh, KP spends a lot of time posting his thoughts and his reflections on innovation for the built environment. Uh, he spends a lot of time talking to startup founders, to leaders of innovation in AEC and CRE firms across the globe. And um, you, if you follow him on LinkedIn, are the benefit of that work because he spends a lot of time reflecting and posting about it. Um, so I am joined again today by KP Ready. Hi, KP. Hey, Jeff. How's it going? It's going really well. Got another uh, another post to talk about here. For those of you that don't know, my name is Jeff Eccles. I'm uh, head of marketing and senior advisor at Shadow Partners, where KP is the CEO and the founder. And I get to come here every week and say, hey, KP, um, what were you thinking when you posted that on LinkedIn? So we do these this series where we unpack one of KP's posts. What inspired KP to write what he wrote? So I'm going to start out, I'm going to read this. It's a short post this time. So I'm going to read the whole thing, and then we'll ask uh, KP to uh, unpack it for us. All right, it starts out, it says, The blind spot that I see with almost all chief innovation officers in the architecture, engineering, and construction space is less about understanding advanced technologies, but really around business model innovation. Hence, a lot less success in monetizing innovation initiatives. Uh, we, we talked about this a little bit offline earlier, and I, I love this one because I think this is really the crux of uh, the struggle, I think, in uh, for innovation in the AEC world. So what inspired you to write this particular post? Um, it's, it's just a pattern. You know, working with so many of the top, ENR executive teams and their innovation folks was, you know, th there seemed to be, you know, like this AI boom, there seems to be a much better understanding of the, the innovative technologies that are coming, whether it's AI or robotics. Um, there seems to be one, a lot of intellectual interest in understanding mm -hmm. how things work, right? So if you're an engineering firm and you're looking at, and you're the head of innovation, you probably are naturally intellectually curious to understand how things work 100%. Right. Right. The, the second half of innovation is the business model innovation. And that's where I think um, there's a huge gaping hole, right? In terms of understanding um, how do you launch a new business? What's the business model? Making it ROI driven. Um, and so much, and the challenge is so much of the innovation that's being looked at is 
how do we increase productivity? Mm-hmm. Now, the ongoing challenge of how do we increase product productivity? Well, we know you can increase productivity, right? That's that's a foregone conclusion with tech in general. However, if you become more efficient and therefore your costs are down, who benefits from that? If you can do it 20% cheaper and faster, does the client benefit from it, i.e. now you charge them less and you deliver faster? which might be okay. That might be a marketing strategy, right? We want to be the Walmart of structural engineering. Is There's nothing wrong with that strategy. Um, or do we want to launch a different product and we benefit from that margin benefit of being innovative and deploying a new technology? And I think the crux of why industry struggles with who benefits from the innovation Uh, And there's almost like a standard default to pass it down to the customer is because they don't understand how to create new business models. And that is squarely. And look, the marketing department of an architecture firm is not going to be that helpful. They have their own job and their own skill set. They're not going to help you innovate a business model. So it really does come down to the chief innovation officer to have a skill set around understanding how to do new business model innovation. And um, from what I continue to see, um, there's not a lot there. In fact, the default is to become a tech-enabled services, i.e. we're going to provide the same service we've always provided, but we're going to put a little bit layer of technology wrapper on it. Mm -hmm. And that's what that's going to be, which is not... In some cases, that might be the right idea. Yeah. But I think the lack of understanding and knowledge of how to build a new model um, is 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 the, where the real value is. And there's like zero capability. It's like, you know, why didn't the taxi industry invent Uber? They didn't, you know, they're just, they're just not going to do it, right? They're going to use technology to make themselves more, you know, like how, how do we make right. our existing business more beneficial? You know, why didn't Blockbuster get into streaming? There's millions of examples probably by now, right? Yeah. But I think it's incumbent that if you are going to take on the role of a chief innovation officer, that it's not just about understanding what technology is coming out. It's about understanding how do I spin up new businesses? In many cases, maybe my mission is to spin up new businesses that put my existing businesses out of business. Right. God forbid. Right. And I know you uh, like saying that. Yeah. But I think, no, like creative destruction. Right. I mean, I think, Mm -hmm. so I think part of it though is um, I just did this workshop for a a multi-billion dollar company, their C-suite. And, you know, the question about what does innovation mean to us and how does it fit into our corporate vision and mission I kind of argued like the innovation team might have a different mission than the corporate team. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Right? That's okay. I mean, friction, competition, all those things, those those make the world go round. Yeah. Some of this falls squarely in the arena of digital transformation versus innovation, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we see a lot of in, in 
I, my interpretation is that we see a lot of digital transformation in the AEC space. Um, you know, we're, we're driving towards that efficiency and, and some of the, the innovation people that I've had the opportunity to talk to, you know, and here are the numbers that are talking about it. It blows my mind, right? Our, our utilization of, of XYZ software, you know, is 4%, something like that. So we see, mm-hmm. we see getting up to six or 7% as a, as, as a huge, a huge victory. Um, that's not innovation, right? And I get it. You want to be more efficient, but we're also in this, it's such a low margin, um, such a low margin industry that it mm-hmm. seems like there's a law of diminishing returns somewhere mm-hmm. wrapped up in there. Yeah. So I, I love this conversation. Um, and and it, it also leads me to, to bringing up the fact that we have now launched the mastermind groups mm-hmm. for directors of innovation, chief innovation officers. And these, these are the, the mastermind groups are the places where these types of people that you're talking about, the people in these roles that have these titles, they can come and they can bounce these ideas off of each other and go, how's, mm-hmm. how does this work in the real world? Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, 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 and you're involved there. You, uh, you stop in there and, and you share your experience and, and your advice. And I facilitate these, but, but it's, you know, it's like I said, chief innovation, director of innovation. There are several nuances to those titles across the industry, but these are the type of people that are participating and saying, okay, what does it really look like to innovate on the level that KP is talking about? How does it, what does it look like to innovate the business model? Because I think that's mm-hmm. super important. And, you know, like you, like you said in, in your post, I mean, it's, that is the blind spot. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't see a whole lot of people with their finger on yeah. the pulse of that. No. And I think, um, not to get, I mean, uh, we'll we'll talk about a ton of this in the mastermind groups, and yeah. maybe I'll do some more other workshops on this. But you know, if you had this amazing idea, this innovative idea that drives to our true ROI is highly disruptive, has big scale, maybe you would quit your job mm-hmm. to do it, right? And so- I think that's kind of what happens. You know, when we look at the I talk to 50 startups, you know, I see 50 startups a week about in our space. None of them like came from, from the restaurant industry. No, they worked at an engineering firm. They worked at a construction company and they have disruptive ideas, but they no longer work at those companies. Mm -hmm. And when you ask them like, why didn't you build it at this company? I, I know your company. I know the CEO. They're very supportive. Why wouldn't you have done it there? And the response is, because if I'm successful, it'll cannibalize some of their existing businesses. Mm. So I got no support. Yeah. And so I'm just saying, like, from a hedged bet perspective, it's okay to build businesses that might cannibalize your existing business. Right. Because right. chances are it may or may not, right? I mean, the here's the here's the interesting, you know, the blockbuster example is it's a simple mm-hmm. example, right? If Blockbuster had started doing streaming. Which, by the way, they did get into the DVD delivery stuff, the subscription business, a little bit too late, but they did get into that. But think about the optionality of I have streaming and I could go to a store and get a DVD. Like, 
giving customers, it, it may not have killed the DVD business, but it would have given clients like op, the customer optionality. And it might turn out that people would stream and buy the DVD. They might've done both, you know? Right. Um, so I think it's, a, you know, it's, it's a super interesting thing around this idea of cannibalizing an existing business line. And I think a thoughtful chief innovation officer should always have something that will attack and, you know, attack an existing business, attack the golden goose. Right. Um, right. Because that's where the best ideas start to come, come, come to the forefront. Yeah. As, as you were saying that, and you were talking about people quitting their job, I, I thought back through our most recent past incubator cohort and of the 11 that we admitted into that cohort, 10, 10 of the founders or groups of co-founders are from the industry. One runs arguably tangentially from the industry, but not specifically out of an AE firm or something like that. So, you know, what's, what's the math on that? 97%. And you were talking about quitting the job. We had a co-founder that that is, and, and maybe maybe that's what you were thinking about when you brought up that example. But we had a co-founder had an idea, took it to leadership, decided to quit his job, quit his job, sold his house, has a, a you know a wife and and young baby. He put all the chips on the table mm -hmm. right, to to create this innovation, and, um, and yeah, he just graduated from from our incubator that that's real, right? People mm -hmm. do this all the time. And I think you're exactly right. You're going to see this in teams. Why not spin this out? Yeah, no, hundred percent. I like, I, I think I'm, I'm excited about our mastermind groups. Um, and um, I'm, I'm excited about the conversations. You know, I, I, I yeah. kind of look at this and say, you know, man, like I get to do this as a job. Like this is fantastic. Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I think also, just the idea of moving the industry forward around these ideas. Um, it's kind of like, let's go have all the conversations you're not allowed to have, but mm -hmm. let's all do it together in a safe it space. It makes it I okay. It doesn't get any better than that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's not to beat the mastermind drum too loudly, although I'm happy to. Um, I'm a, I'm a huge proponent of mastermind groups. I have facilitated uh, for almost a decade and, and currently belong to two, uh, participate in two. And, uh, you know, it's just, it is a great way for people in like situations, like-minded people to put their heads together and learn and mentor and create an environment that, that supports something bigger, you know, as a whole supports something bigger than the parts. And I, I think it's, uh, it's a great environment to get into. And so if, if that's something that you're interested in, certainly reach out to me, reach out to KP. Uh, we do have, I think we have capacity, um, maybe a seat in each of the mastermind groups. So I think we have a little bit of capacity to add if you're interested in joining that. Again, we call it Innovation Leaders Masterminds. Um, it's for chief innovation officers, um, directors of innovation, and um uh, there, yeah, there's a group of your peers to join and, and to support and to learn from. If you just joined us somehow, 
if you missed the beginning of this, we've been talking about KP's post on LinkedIn. It says the blind spot that I see with almost all chief innovation officers in the architecture, engineering, and construction space is less about understanding advanced technologies, but really around business model innovation. Hence, a lot less success in monetizing innovation initiatives. Uh, if you are not following KP Ready, K period, P period Ready, R-E-D-D-Y on LinkedIn, you need to be. Uh, this is his personal profile is what we're talking about here. His personal profile is where you can go to learn about what's happening in the AEC, the CRE industries, innovation for the built environment. He's always posting uh, about things that he notices, his reflection on conversations he's had. He said it earlier, startups and um, leaders of some of the largest, uh, most valuable firms in these markets. So follow KP Ready, K period, P period Ready, R-E-D-D-Y on LinkedIn. And uh, join us again next week. We will, we will unpack another of KP's posts on LinkedIn. KP, thanks for doing this with us again this week. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Absolutely. Fun to do it. Thank you for tuning in to another episode on the Shadow Network here with KP Ready. As always, remember you can connect with KP and other innovators in the AEC and CRE industry in the Shadow Partners community. Go to bit.ly slash shadowpartnerscommunity to find out more today. Until next time, 